Hello, hello, and welcome to the Notary Life with Kimmy podcast. I am also one of the trainers with Notary Educators, which includes myself, Kimmy Nunnally, Angela Johnson, and Alexis Franklin. We each own our own very successful notary businesses and teach notaries in all 50 states to be great and grow their own business. We will discuss general notary work, apostilles, ink fingerprinting, and the duties of a notary signing agent, and much, much more. For all of your notary needs, please visit notaryeducatorsllc.com. We hope you enjoy the show, and we wish you much success. Hello, hello, and this is Notary Life with Kimmy. I am here along with Angela from AJ Mobile Notary Services. Also with uh, Alexis from Mobile Notary Services by Alexis. And we're going to let Alexis take it away tonight. All right, everyone. While we wait for everybody to come on in and join us and get your questions ready, we're going to have Angela go ahead and share a story with us, get us going this evening. Hello, everybody. Thank you for coming. Welcome, welcome. Uh, It's more like some things that happened in the field this week. Um, And everybody knows Angela as the person that's going to make sure she gets paid. But I did some good things this week, some feel-good things. I had one lady um, that had an 8.30 appointment on Tuesday. And so when I got to her, she had a little puppy in in the car with her and she jumped out. And so after I notarized her I-9, and she proceeded to pay me. I said, don't worry about it. It's on me today. And so she was surprised and she was like, at least give me a tip. So she gave me a $20 tip. And another um, thing that happened uh, this week is that there was a, um, another person that when I notarized their documents for them, um, it was kind of a, I would say, a involved job. But I also decided that to do something nice for somebody and gave her like a 50% discount. And she was very uh, happy and excited about that. And uh, she said that she needs notaries regular. So she would make sure that she used me. I didn't know she needed notaries regular, but by me doing that, you know, it was a, a nice gesture. And she um, said she would definitely call me again. So it's okay sometimes you guys to give up some free services or give some discounts, you know, because we're in the community and sometimes it's just the, I would say right thing to do. But just an update that I I notarized uh, some I-9s this past week. So this is something new. A lot of, well, not a lot. Some employers are starting to send the I-9s electronically. And I'm telling this story because we need to be careful as if you're doing I-9s as to how you do them. So I had two. One of them, the person sent it to uh, their potential uh, employee. And so she had it on her phone. We filled it out together. It was kind of involved because you know you had to put the codes in and all of that but this particular i9 once she filled out the beginning part the notary did not have to fill out anything and i didn't have to upload any document documents so she was done but on the other hand there was another employer that sent me the i9 via email i filled out the first part filled in her documents that she had um that i had looked at and confirmed and so the uploading of the documents was green So I assume that the documents were already uploaded because the other person that she had sent the documents to, she didn't need to send them and she had already sent them to this person. So I didn't do that part. She signed it. 
and we sent the documents. It turned out that the I-9 was incomplete because I didn't upload the documents. I'm saying this to say, if you get I-9s uh, via email, to be careful to make sure that you just do every step, but you don't really know because one of them, I didn't have to do every step. So my suggestion is to have them call the employer to make sure you're doing the steps properly because they now they seem to be different. Yeah, that, that could be true. So each each um, I-9 is different. Each loan signing is different. So yeah, you do. If you're unsure, always reach back to whoever's paying the bill. That's what I always say. And if I may, I had a quick one. I know this is off the cuff really quick, but I actually had um, one of my clients today took me to lunch. So I did a power of attorney for her. Her husband is in a nursing home. And after I did it, she just insisted that we go to lunch. And I was like, well, no, I got something to do. And she was like, no, you need to go. And she lost her son back in August. You guys know I lost my mom last month. And she was like, I think it'd be good for you. So I went ahead and went. I um, was had a really nice time with her, an older lady. And it was actually a blessing for me that she wanted to do that. And it broke up my routine. And my point in telling you this is I undercharged her for the power of attorney. So I tried to overcorrect that when I talked to her. She said, well, the first time you did it, you only charged me X amount of dollars. And I said, okay, well, that was when I was first starting out. So now my business has grown, you know, gas is higher. I wanted to charge her a little bit more. So I went ahead with the original price and she has remembered that I charged her. And then after that, I ended up getting lunch. So like Angela said, it's okay for us to, you know, not always be about the money, build relationships. And that's what we try to do here at Notary Educators too, not just teach you how to get the money, but to provide customer service and everything else is going to come. It really will. All right, we got any questions? Hi, everyone, and welcome. Hi, everybody. I think we have one question. Okay. All right, first I'll start with Terry. I don't know if you were asking us where we are from. Terry C., we're all from Georgia here. Um, Yeah, we're all from Georgia. Yes, I'm in Gwinnett County. Angela's also in Gwinnett. Alexis is out near the airport. I'm in Douglas. Douglas. So we're all from Georgia. But we teach from all 50 states because to be a great notary, you need to be able to notarize any document. It doesn't matter what state it's from. So if you were talking to us. (laughs) And then L. Lewis says, hi, ladies. Kimmy, you mentioned once that there are certain closing documents that are okay to do as a notary in Georgia. Can you please repeat which ones those are? Thanks. So when it comes to loan documents in the state of Georgia, we have to be super careful, right? Anytime it's a refinance for a home in Georgia, an attorney must be a part of that transaction. So um, loan, a basic loan modification you can do. You can do basic deeds, uh, power of attorneys, wills. School documents, Department of Motor Vehicle, um, any buyer or seller's package from another state, as long as it's not an attorney state, is also okay. So remember, you don't just notarize documents for the state of Georgia. So we really need to get the state thing kind of out of our minds because we are notaries for the state of Georgia, but our documents may come from anywhere. So that's where you're able to really kind of make your money, not just focusing on, well, I'm in Georgia, Georgia documents. No. When you work for the signing companies, they're going to come from all over. And then just know as a basis to, um, like she said, which states are attorney states. That way, if you do get something from out of state, maybe somebody 
like an attorney called you directly, or maybe it's something kind of off or weird, maybe it wasn't through a signing company, you'll know exactly how to proceed with it. So make sure you know your basis when it comes to loan signing. And hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome. All things Nana Jean says, I had to meet a lady at Disney Studio Lot for general notary work. Afterwards, I saw on Instagram, the feds arrested four Disney workers for human trafficking. Yikes. Ooh. Oh, no. What a nice job, though, at Disney, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can end up anywhere. Girl, I hate that happened with those arrests. And be safe while you're out there doing that general notary work. Always, you know, check your surroundings. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Sometimes you might have to pack it up and mm -hmm. leave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And then, hello, everyone. Uh, L. Lewis says, oh, Kimmy, I'm so sorry. I didn't know you lost your mom. Girl, yes. Last month on the 20th, I lost my mom. So I talked about it a few weeks ago on one of the um, lives at the end. But I'm, I'm day by day, y'all. Day by day. But thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, Down South Notary Services says, hi, ladies. Rolled through Georgia last week during spring break. Had lunch at ATL at Thumbs Up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then Terry just clarifying what she was saying. Um, everybody, if you could drop where you're from, maybe you can make some connections in the comments. You never know. Oh, okay, yeah, that's a good yeah. idea, Terry. Thank you, Terry. All right, so Pamela had a question. Do you have any trainings on filling out journals, preferably the integrity journal? You want me to go? Yeah, we don't. So well. Yeah, so with the journal, basically, Pamela, um, it's pretty self-explanatory. The integrity journal is going to be based on your state, but most all journals are the same. The name of the client, the identification that you used, what type of document was it? Did you put them under oath or not? Um, an integrity journal, actually, if you put them under oath, it's a place for them to initial that they were put under oath. Um, some, doc some journals don't have that, and that's okay. And the state of California requires a thumbprint. So based on what your state requires, um, some states you are not allowed to write the ID of the person, the number. So it just depends on your state. I have to always push back to that. But most journals are the basic same thing. Only way, the only thing that's really different if you're in the state of California. <laughs> Our California mm -hmm. people have to do everything different. So they cannot even use the integrity journal. But I love the integrity journal. And make sure you take advantage of that blank space, too, because you got a lot of room there to write mm -hmm. what happened at the transaction, okay? And right. if you're in a state like Georgia, where you don't necessarily, it's not required for us to keep one, but of course, um, the great notary will keep one. Uh, you just put the information that would be very necessary. Um, if you have to ever look back or call someone, or you don't know if somebody will come to you, like an attorney, and ask for information, just kind of keep that in mind as well as your state, uh, what they require, if they do require you to fill out a journal. All right. Anything else to tell about the journal? No. Okay. I guess MB says, newbie from New Jersey here. Welcome to the notary world. Welcome. I hope you have a, get a lot of information from us. And remember, if you need any training, we do offer training on basic notary and loan signing. Once you have your basics down, you can come on over and take our loan signing class as well. And is it Dania? Thanks. Uh, what training 
what training is available to be trained in multiple states? Thank you. Uh, Dania, we offer the notary basics, which any state you're welcome to take, as well as our loan signing class. Any state you're welcome will teach you specifically uh, to be a great notary and loan signing agent and give you some tips as far as what your state, little odd things your state might have. Uh, yeah, so all states, all 50. And just a little bit more with that, Ms. Um, Dania, is when you're talking about training for multiple states, you're a notary for whatever state you receive your commission. However, as I was stating earlier, your documents may come from anywhere in the world, literally. Sometimes they may come from France. They may come from Israel. They may come from Georgia, Alabama, California, your 50 states. So you just need to learn how to be a good notary. And then whatever document is presented before you, you'll be able to do it. Okay. Let us know if that helps. Okay, Nia Monique is next. All right, Nia Monique says, hi, I'm studying to become a notary and would like to know when a client brings in their documents, should the documents specify what type of notary certificate you need to notarize? So I'll, I'll start it. Um, basically, basically, you'll push back on the client as far as what <coughs> there will be a acknowledgement or a direct. Um, if they're not sure, then you can kind of lead them back to maybe whoever presented the document to them or whoever gave them the document. Um, but you wouldn't say what type of notary certificate would be needed on the document, whether a direct or uh, acknowledgement. Angela, you want to add to that? Like in the event they brought you a document and it did not have any notarial wording, what that looks like? So if someone brought a document and it didn't have not have a notary certificate, there's uh, a couple of things you can do. One, what you have to do is explain to them what an acknowledgement is and what a direct is. And they have to choose which doc, uh, which certificate they want added to their document. You can't choose for them legally. Um, and once you do that, once they choose, then you will fill out that particular certificate and you would attach it. You have to staple it to the document or you can use your stamp. If you have a stamp certificate, you can use that. But you always have to use your uh notary stamp with your uh, name, county, and expiration date on it. So, so yes. Just, okay, so one more tip with that. So what that sounds like, Miss Nia Monique, if you're out there, someone brings you a document, it does not have the wording on it. It's just a blank piece of paper. Always use the example like me and Alexis been out drinking one night and I'm like, hey girl, let me get your cell phone. Mm -hmm. And she give me the cell phone and we decide we're going to just write up a piece of paper and bring it to you as a notary. At that point, you need to ask me and Alexis, okay, lady, so the document doesn't have any notarial wording on it. I need you to decide for me. Would you like me to, would you like to tell me that the information in the document is true and I'll use one stamp or acknowledgement or I can put you under oath and you tell me that the statement is true and I'll use another stamp or document, which would be the direct. So you ask the client like that and they'll usually say something like, oh, it sounds alike. I don't know. You tell me. I said, well, just tell me if you'd like to be under oath or not basically. And they'll kind of chuckle. Sometimes they'll say, yeah, put me under oath like on TV. So that's how, that's how that would go. Okay. So again, with proper training, we'll learn how to add the wording that we need as a notary. Okay. Very good. That's a good question. Really? She likes to shop. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> she likes to shop. Says, hi ladies, new notary public. A new loan signing agent. Any advice on best signing companies for new loan signing agents? 
So first, before you get into companies, I just want to say, make sure you do have some type of training. Um, loan signing is something, you know, we want to take very serious, especially when we start getting into our direct work. And uh, yeah, as far as best companies, I say just from the beginning, like Snapdocs, uh, signing order, that, those are two good ones that I get consistent work from, especially like when I first started out, before I started getting a lot of direct work, those two I were getting hits like every single day almost. Um, any more that are really good? To yeah, with? I would just say make sure you have a very nice profile too. She likes to shop. I like saying that. Have a nice profile um, also when you do um, apply with these companies. So like Alexis already stated, Snapdoc, signing order is another good one, signingorder.com. We recommend paying the $2.99 per month. And that way you get access to 20 more zip codes. So like, say, for example, example, you live in zip code 40124. Well, if you pay the $2.99 per month, then that gives you access to 20 more zip codes in your area. That means you can go north, south, east, or west, 20 more. And that really opens you up for more business. And then make sure you're, um, you have a profile picture with a smile because that is so important too, okay? Mm -hmm. So make sure you have a complete profile. And be trained. Don't just start signing up if you actually don't know what you're doing, okay? Because that'll shut a career down faster than anything, not snapping correctly. All right. <laughs> Rosette Shivers. Rosette says, good evening, ladies. Can anyone give me advice on Google Business? I created my page, got the code. The page I created is not there. Uh, Rosette, so I'm going to give you a few little tips from what I came across when I work on my Google My Business clients. Um, make sure you're in the right email address. That's really the biggest thing with Google when people make these accounts. They make it, if you look in the top right-hand corner of your Google account, you can see which Gmail you're logged into. A lot of us have like three, four different emails. Make sure you check each email um, within Google and see if you can pull up Google My Business under each email. Um, if that doesn't work, see if it's available on Google. <coughs> and if that doesn't work, I would say somehow try to reach out to Google because then, yeah. And make sure sometimes we create these pages and we use the Yahoo address or we use, you know, like a, a email address that was not Google. Um, I see that so, so many times and you have to get your page back. So just check and make sure you did not put it under another email. Um, sometimes we, we meant to put it under our business. We might have put it under our personal, something like that. So just check there first. If that does not work, you can always email me. If it's something quick, I'll be more than happy to uh, assist you with that. So try that first. All right. And then we got L. Lewis again. All right. So if I get at Lewis says, so if I get a closing from Florida, am I to follow Florida witness requirements or Georgia requirements? All right, L. Lewis. So remember, you. I'm assuming you're in Georgia. Remember, you're a Georgia notary. Oh yeah, it says Augusta. So yeah, remember you're a Georgia notary. So when it comes to, let's say they say you can be a witness on a document. Well, you need to remember that you're a Georgia notary, so you need to follow Georgia notary rules as far as witnesses. So remember, at the end of the day, you're a Georgia notary. And if you have to, you can kind of push back and say, hey, I'm, you know, in my state, you can't do that. Um, 
they should understand and you can always you know help help out and assist these companies when you do get closings and say hey well i can't get us another witness if they kind of push back you know try to use you as one you can use your witness list and uh, assist them with having a witness for that closing getting it done Mm -hmm. So full disclosure, guys, um, I have done a couple Florida signings and I have served as the witness and the notary because the document is being filed in the state of Florida and it's okay, right? However, I decided as part of my business that I am, like Alexis was mentioning earlier, I'm a Georgia Commission notary and I don't want to do anything to risk that. So even though Florida says it's okay, the document's being filed there, I came up with my business plan that I'm not going to do that anymore. So I always have someone else serve as the witness, even though the state of Florida says that I can. And what has happened too, um, I have actually not taken a loss maybe, but I will actually sometimes, so I, I'll tell the client push back that I cannot do it right. And then they'll push back and say, well, yes, you can. So what I'll do is if they just really give me a hard time so I can continue to work with them, Whatever my fee is, I might go ahead and just hire somebody to come on out to be the net, the other witness for me because I don't want to burn bridges with the client and clearly someone else is doing that. So I have done that too. So just say my fee was $75 in this particular instance, I might go ahead and pay for another witness to come on out and then I only make 50 on that one, you know, just so I can keep the relationship as we were talking about earlier today. So it just depends, but as a hard, fast rule, you're a Georgia notary first, and then you can assist these people with these documents. But our law trumps everybody. We're going to just say hey to these states. We got Georgia, Texas, um, Philly in the house, Jersey, Florida, Houston, Virginia. Yes. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> yes. Everybody. Okay. Now we'll get back to our questions. That's Ivy Spear. All right, Ivy Spear says, do you recommend electronic or paper journal? So with that personally, you can go ahead. No, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Oh, I was just gonna say personally, a personal business purpose of mine, I like paper. Um, I just, I'm kind of old school. I've always been like, I like books, physical books. Um, so yeah, that's just me. I like to write it down. That's me personally. Angela? And also, you have to keep in mind, you have to uh, look in your handbook to see what your state requires. Some states, you can't have an electronic journal. Uh, you have to have a paper journal. Some states don't require a journal. So, yeah, you, we, we really, really advise you to read your state's handbook. I'm like Alexis, though. I like paper. Yeah, I agree. If I have a choice, which Georgia, we're not even required to have one at all. I like my paper journal. I do. Um, but I know everything is going electronic. So the wave of the future might be everyone's using e-journals. But as, as long as I can, I'll keep my paper for now. Mm -hmm. And think about retrieval methods, too. Just in case something does happen, you have to, um, you know, go back, I don't know, a couple months or something from what you did two months ago. And if you're working, 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 your journals fill up quick. Um I don't know. I just, I'm scared with electronic stuff. You just never know the website might go down. <laughs> and I'm like, where are all my stuff at? <laughs> so I don't know. That's just me personally, though. Very old school in that sense. All right. So Miss CC Clark, yeah? You guys want to say? No, I was just saying Miss CC is next. So Miss CC Clark says, I have no interest in being an NSA, but thinking about joining signing services for general notary work like bank deposits. 
boxes drilling thoughts. So I never seen that come across um, signing services personally. But so it will come across. It will, Miss CC. Um, signing services nowadays have a little bit of everything coming through. They may have the I nine, like Angela mentioned. They do have this drilling of the safe deposit boxes. But I would not become a notary signing agent just for that one opportunity because it's not going to be enough business for that. Mm -hmm. If you're really not interested in being a loan signing agent, notary signing agent, <laughs> executive signing agent, any of those titles. I would not recommend you start investing money in that because the um, safe deposit drilling job, you might get one every six months or so. There might be a few areas where there may be more than that. But if you're not really interested, I would not start investing money. But what you could do if you want to offer that as part of your general notary is add that to your Google My Business page, those exact words. So when someone is searching for bank deposit, safe, um, safe deposit drilling or whatever, you might populate so that might save you some money but um and let us know why you don't want to be a notary signing agent i'm just curious we love general notary work so you know we're gonna yeah, we love general notary work. but just let us know i'm just kind of curious why you don't want to do it if you don't mind sharing okay all right would y'all suggest i don't think she said she's going to become a signing agent she said she's just going to join the platforms that's what i got Y'all well, you need that. to you have to be a notary signing agent in order to sign up on the platforms. If right. without the NNA background check, they won't use you. Right. So you must go through the whole process. Huh? I don't think she knew that. I was just putting that. Oh, it. yeah. So you can't just sign up for signing companies without being yeah. a notary signing agent. Right. I mean, you can, but they won't use you because you don't have that NNA background check, and that no one can work in the industry without that. That is the standard. The NNA background check. Okay. But yeah, let us know why you don't want to become. If you don't mind sharing, <laughs> you're welcome, Miss M and Miss Benia said we said her name right. So now we're on Miss Shantia. Shantina. Yep, Shantina. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does the state of Georgia has a commission number? Yes, yes, it does. So it's going to be at the top of your commission letter that you receive. It starts with a W. Usually in that right hand corner. Okay. So you can use that as your commission number. Mm -hmm. all right. Danielle? So Edward says, I'm not sure if you all can see my comment. It says it's too long, but I can't edit. Long story short, they didn't use me at all this month. Who didn't use you this month? Let us know who didn't use you, Miss Danielle. We're going to call them direct, girl. <laughs> <laughs> but tell us who didn't use you, okay? Because I didn't, yeah, maybe we didn't get to see your comment. So yeah. drop in there really quick for us who did not use you so we can come back to that. And let's go to Miss MB. All right. What's the best place to get our basics journal stamp certificate certs? Maybe certificates. So, yeah. You want to answer that, Angela? Yeah, uh, NNA or Amazon. That's where I get all of my uh, things from. As for certificates, if you need extra certificates, a lot of the states have those free on your website. I don't pay for them from the NNA. But yeah, the journals, uh, stamps, uh, the Amazon, NNA, you can get your stamps from like Office Depot or Staples. If you want like, like a specific list, maybe. If you go to Notary Educators LLC, do you have it on there? Yeah, it's a list. Amazon list, and you can check out the stuff she recommends and um, buy it off Amazon. 
Yeah, everything is right there. You just click and um, so notary educators llc.com and you can check out the supply list and scroll down to the end where it says notary supply list. Yes. Yep. Everything you need for a signing agent as well as basic notary supplies will be there. Um, Danielle was just commenting on what she said um, a little while ago. I asked why, but was told that I will get called next month. I was crushed because they all told me what a great job I was doing. Not have any mistakes at all. However, God is good. I'm waiting. I'm assuming she's talking about um, long signing or something. Yeah, it happens, Danielle. Don't be, yeah. don't be upset. Right now, things are just a little slower. They really are. The market is crazy, you know, with um with the war and everything going on, and it's just a lot of signing um, um persons um agents signed up and everything. But don't sleep on your general notary. How's your Google My Business page? Mm -hmm. Let us know, Danielle. Is that up and running? Do you have reviews on there? You need us to look at it because people still need a notary every day, all day. Mm -hmm. And how's your how's your marketing in the community when you go to stores when you're standing in line? Yes, yeah, so you're a notary. Uh-huh. Yes, Alexis. I just said market out of state too. I feel like a lot of people don't do that a lot. Uh, make sure you're marketing out of state to different title and escrow companies. You just you just never know who's doing what in your state. Um, that can help you expand a little bit when it is a little slower. Okay. Yeah, because I did that. I did that recently. I signed up with <clears throat> with Sign X. And now they send me stuff all the time. Like every week okay. I get at least one thing from them. Okay, sign X. I've not signed up with them yet. So yeah. And don't forget for everyone want to sign up, check out 123 Notary. It's a list there. Some of them might be outdated. Some of them might be closed, but they have an extensive list of signing companies you can sign up with. Okay. But always make sure your profile is nice mm -hmm. and you have a nice picture. Okay. That's the main thing because a lot of times people say, well, I'm not getting any signings and we look at their profile. They don't have a picture. It's a blank story there, nothing there to mm -hmm. say who you are. So if they're picking people, they're going to find a person with a picture first mm -hmm. who has a, a, um, something in their profile. You know, those are just things to think about. OK. And another All thing, right. when you sign up with companies, there's a comment box. Don't be afraid to leave, leave comments about maybe some jobs that you had. You know that may be in line with the use uh with the notary sign you never know what type of job you had that they may look at and see that that's a good fit for you being a good notary signing agent yes very good all right down south notary all right down south notary says once a member of nna how do i obtain the nna membership seal for social media platforms is it just for nsa Oh, yeah, you can get the badges. So you can get one that says you're a part of the NMA and you get another badge that says long signing agent in the year that you took your test. So how do you access those? That I don't know. You have to play around with the website. You have to, I know how you access. Once you, become, once you become, oh, I'm sorry, Alexis, what were you saying? Oh, go ahead. Once you become a notary signing agent and you sign up with NNA, it's actually on your page at the, uh, when you go to your profile on your page with the NNA, you actually have the badges on your uh notary i mean national notary association uh profile okay because i just didn't remember it's been a while since mm -hmm. i did it and when you get those little badges that down south notary is referring to put those on your google page people love to see credentials okay so put that on your google business page to just take a um upload them mm -hmm. and they'll pop up there put it at the bottom of your emails 
everywhere you can put that, that's advertising that you are trained and ready to go. Hopefully. Mm -hmm. Now, just because you did the NNA doesn't mean that you're actually trained. So if you need additional like one-on-one -on -one training or, you know, a little bit more deep training, then that's where we come in. Because mm -hmm. some people can do the NNA training and they're just, they're ready to go. Um, actually, I'm going to skip down to right now because I'm talking about it where she likes to shop. And that's what she said. She did the NNA training, um, the LSA, but she might need to check out our course. So, and we do find that often because the NNA is a nice training. I took it myself, but I had a little background in that. So for those that may need a little bit more, our loan signing training is designed for real life. It's like you and I and Alexis in the room because we teach that together. And we actually take you through a whole long signing, the critical documents, what it looks like from the beginning to the end, the moment you receive the initial um, request to the time when you finish and take the package to FedEx. So it's, it's a pretty extensive course for three hours. Mm -hmm. All right. So now let's back up to Nia Monique. Nia Monique. Yes. All right. Nia Monique says, thank you, ladies. I also, the client usually brings the notary certificate or do we usually provide it? So basically, it's it's usually on their document. The material certificate is on their document. Uh, if it's not on their document, that's where your sort of your certificate stamps come into play. So it's like a blank acknowledgement stamp, a blank threat uh, stamp, and you'll stamp it and you can fill it out, or you can use use a loose leaf certificate um, from your state and you can fill it in the information that's in the material certificate as well. Mm -hmm. So you would have to provide it. So we, you know, really encourage you to keep extras in your notary bag. And always and get the ex Oh, go ahead, Alexis. Oh, no, I was going to say, and always keep your stamp on you. Yeah, and ha you download the extra acknowledgments and jurats either from your state's website or mm -hmm. if you're a member of the NNA, they have them there for your state. So either way, always have blank ones with you, okay? Because you want to be prepared for everything. You never know what you're going to get. So your bag need to be fully stocked and ready for any type of phone call. Yeah. All right. She we did. She likes to shop. Down Cynthia. Hey, Rosa. Thank you. You're welcome. Hello, Cynthia. Mm -hmm. so Cynthia says I was asked to notarize an employee verification, a TSP loan doc. The documents were already signed and dated. I did not notarize them. The document stated to notarize the signature. Was my action correct? So did you not notarize it, Cynthia, because it was already signed and dated and they didn't sign it in front of you? And if that was the reason why you declined it, you could have had the person either re-sign the document or look at their journal, have them sign your journal and the ID and I match that. So, for example, to make that a little clearer, if they brought me a document, it's already signed, depending on what it is, they don't have to sign it in front of me. It could already an acknowledgement can already be signed. The person is just telling you when they get in front of you, yeah, I signed it, right? If it's something that needs to be signed in front of me, then and they already signed it, I'm gonna have them sign the journal. I'm gonna look at their ID and I may even request that they re-sign the document just underneath it, kind of small or something, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh we want to try to turn a no into a yes. Cause right, if you turn yeah. down every single thing that's that's kind of off out there. You won't make any money because clients right. do all kind of stuff. They don't know that they should wait for you, mm -hmm. you know. So we need to learn, um, just come out, just, you know, a little thinking there, how we could do it a little bit differently, mm -hmm. maybe. 
But don't ever risk your commission over seventy five dollars. It's not yeah. worth it. Angela, you want to say something? Just that, and a lot of times, a lot of notaries believe that it has to be signed in front of them, and that's not true. If it is an acknowledgement, it's okay if they sign it before they get to you. What I usually do is I'll ask, "Is this your signature?" and "Did you sign it?" And so they usually say yes, of course. So it does not necessarily have to be signed in front of you if it's if it's an acknowledgement. Mm -hmm. True. You just need to verify that they signed it and verify the signature, like Kim mentioned. Yeah. So use your journal. They have to sign that in front of you, and then you're checking their driver's license, making sure that the face mask, um, the face matches. Yes. Matches. <laughs> Yeah, always got mask on the brain nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so just um see how we can make a no into a yes without losing our commission. <laughs> All right. Oh, L. Lewis, real quick. So she said the problem is that signing companies say that she yeah, they will say you don't need a witness. They always will, because in the state of Florida, you don't. Mm -hmm. Um, that's again why I have done it. And it was another state I did too by mistake. And I realized it after the fact, but the document was being filed there. So they don't care. But again, you're in Georgia. So just always, you know, cover yourself. So again, you're in Georgia. So let's do what Georgia says. Um, are you going to go to notary jail? No, but just don't get in the habit of doing stuff that you're not supposed mm -hmm. to. Okay. We want to do it the correct way because we want a long career mm -hmm. as a notary. Okay. And I, and I would tell the signing company that the notary law in Georgia said we can't. They push back though, and she's yeah, correct. They push back, and they don't care what Georgia say because they don't want to pay the witness fee. You know, that's why sometimes I'll just take a loss if I really want to work with that company, because um, it's like one that I really like working with because they send me, you know, really good business. Mm -hmm. And they push back on that. They like, well, no, you know, it only requires one, and you could be the other one. So it kind of comes down to this: either you're going to follow your law to the letter. And you're going to work or you're going to break the law for Georgia and make a little money. So I'm trying to do both. I'm trying to get my money, even if it might be a little bit less because they send me a lot of volume. So, mm -hmm. you know, so they will push back, though. I've, I've had that happen many a time. And I think it depends on the um, the uh, lender that's working with the signing company, because there are some lenders that will send instructions and they'll say, if you're in Georgia, you cannot be the notary and the witness. So I think it's really the lender that's sending the documents to the signing company that's giving you the problem. Yeah, and they're aware of it. So it really just depends. So again, know what your state says that you can do. And in Georgia, repeat, repeat for those just joining us. And hi, everybody just joining us. And those on the replay, um, again, in the state of Georgia, you cannot be the witness and the notary. You cannot. It's in the handbook. Yeah. Okay. And you guys check your handbook for your state to see what it says about that too. So we got Florida in the house and Michigan. <laughs> Terry's in Michigan. Terry, I don't know why I thought you was in Georgia. Hey, Peaches. Um, let's see who else. We got Ivy Spear. Okay. Georgia not required to give one. She like. Okay. Now we're back on Danielle. Okay. All right. She says I'm talking about the SS that doesn't let you use a journal. I left mine accidentally. The last time I was there, and now I'm not being used. Oh, she's talking about the in the in-house signing service. Oh, I kind of remember that yeah. from last yeah. week or so. I remember that. So now they're not using you because of the journal situation. Then you know what, Danielle? Honestly, that may not be the company you want to work with. 
if they're pushing back on, because I remember we had that conversation. They mm-hmm. want to just blindly, if I'm remembering correctly, just blindly fill out stuff. And they didn't want you to use a journal and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't like that. I mean, that's if your state requires you to use a journal, you must use a journal. You cannot just bypass that because they want you to or time exactly. or whatever. So, you know, I would don't put all your eggs in one basket anyway. Also, yeah. something else I'm going to recommend. It might be one signing company. It might be one company that always gives you a lot of work. Don't get so relaxed and tell other people, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Take jobs from all different signing companies, all different directs or whoever it is, mm-hmm. because that one company, like you said, they might get mad at you and they shut everything off. Now you don't mm-hmm. work. Yeah. So, yeah, I like working with ABC signing, but I'm not putting all my time over ABC. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure I work over here for XYZ, you know, so make sure you're well-rounded. Don't just put all your stock into one company. Yeah, I think done. Dun- yeah, I think Danielle was the one that her state requires a journal, but they didn't want them to yeah, use a journal. They that. said, we're keeping up with it. You don't have to. Yeah, but that's not so, what their state law says. Yeah, that's not that's not how that works. That's your commission. I don't trust anybody mm-hmm. to keep up with my stuff from me. Okay. So let's go to Cynthia. She said, um, this is a good question. Cynthia says, I've seen a notary take pictures of the document she, she signed. Should that be done? Mm-hmm. And uh, you want to say something, Alexis? Uh, me personally, I wouldn't do it. Um, I just fill it out in my. That's the point of a journal to keep track of everything you're doing. Um, that's why you need to be very specific in your journal mm-hmm. and make sure you're filling it out to the T. If you have to put extra little notes on there to remind yourself some situation that happened during the transaction. Um, then do that. Me personally, I'm not taking pictures of any documents. No, those aren't my documents. Whoever I'm notarizing it for. And you really shouldn't. If you think about it, if you think about it and you do that and something happens, their personal information get out, you could be held liable for that because, you know, we don't keep people's documents. We don't make a copy. We have like file cabinets and file cabinets full of documents. So it would be the same thing with taking a picture and I don't want to be responsible for anybody else's personal information. So I would definitely say that's probably not right. It's like a legal issue could be involved in that. And I'm not going to be very popular by what I'm getting ready to say, <laughs> but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, we want to be also careful about asking clients to send us a copy of it prior to going to do the notarization. A lot of times I'm hearing people say, well, I'm going to ask the client to send me a copy of it. Every client now, not just because it's something different, but every client. If you have 20 general notary jobs for a week and you have everybody sending you their stuff, that's just not safe and secure. It's just not. It's not even good practice. There's no need for us to take a picture of their stuff. There's not. Unless it's some extenuating thing, they want me to scan it back Mm -hmm. um, for them or something like that because I have a little scanner thing on my phone. I might do that. But on the norm, I'm not taking pictures of everyone's documents. Matter of fact, I'm not even reading their documents like mm-hmm. that. I'm not that involved in what they have going on. As long as my notarial block is correct, that's what I'm worried about. And I will add this little piece to it for my loan signing people out there. When I receive an assignment from a loan signing company, I will keep that file on record until I receive payment. But like after that 30 day mark, or when you know after I got payment, I'm deleting that. I don't want everybody's yeah. stuff on my computer. Mm-mm. I just don't. So I hope that answers the question. 
And I just don't know why. And again, you wouldn't even want the client saying, well, you know, if some just say for the instance, the next day they end up having some fraud on their account. And they'll be like, the notary took a picture of all my stuff. Right. And everything is always the notary's fault when you out there, guys. So protect yourself. Don't, you don't want them saying nothing extra about the notary. <laughs> okay. And down south, notary services says, do you have to pay fees for electric journals, like monthly or annually? And where are these electric journals housed? Those are good questions. So I don't know anything about it. I'm hearing more and more about them. Of course, I'm sure there's a fee associated, unless there's an app that you can download. So you might check into that. But I don't really know anything about the fees or anything. Do you, ladies? No, I never looked into it. <laughs> if you find out, let us know next week, though. As a matter of fact, I might even look it up now that you mention it. Y'all gonna make me make a video about electronic journals. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I'm gonna do some research. Okay, look for that video. <laughs> That's a good one. I'm gonna write that down. Now. Okay. Thank you, ladies. You're so welcome. Uh, next question. All things now. Jean says, how often do you all get notary general notary work calls and the potential clients decide not to use your services because of prices? Can I answer this one? <laughs> and I'll add to it. <laughs> yeah, you having a problem with pricing out there in California, and I don't understand why. I really don't. Are they not wanting to pay you? Because you're in Cali, everything costs more in the first place. And based on some things you told us in the chats the last few weeks, it doesn't seem like you're charging that much. So my question, probably I'm going to push back and say, what does your presentation sound like? Are you sounding confident when you give them the price or are you sounding like, oh, I don't know if you should pay that? Because if you sound confident and you know what you're doing and it, you know what I'm saying, they can, they can smell fear on the phone. And I had to end up kind of putting, get my backbone together because I'm kind of weak on that sometimes. <laughs> like Angela, yeah. So let's let Angela talk about pricing. So I'm with Kim by how are you on the phone when you get a call? I get general notary calls like Six days out of seven. It may be one day where I may not get no calls. And when I get general notary work calls, I'm asking questions. I'm asking, what's the document? How many signers? How many witnesses? What's the name of the document? Do you want an appointment now? After hour? I'm asking all kinds of questions. And by the time I finish asking questions, while I'm asking questions, I'm thinking about my pricing. And so by the time I finish asking questions, I'm going to give them a price and I'm going to be confident in giving them a price. I give them a come to me price and I go to you price. So that's the way I work. I work it. So by the time you get finished speaking with them, because a lot of times when you get general notary work calls, the first thing they ask me is, oh, you're a mobile notary. How much does it cost? Mm -hmm. And I say, let me ask you a few questions first. And so after I finish asking those questions and when you're, when they're talking to you, they can tell if you are confident or if you know what you're doing and, so if you if you sound like you know what you're doing and you're confident, they're going to most likely um, use you. But on the other hand, I get calls and I tell them my price and they be like, oh, no. Or but I'm OK with that because that's not my client. Mm -hmm. And don't forget, questions equal money. Questions mm -hmm. equal money. I say that all day long. Don't forget to look at the mugs y'all that I got on my website. Questions equal money. Mm -hmm. But the point is, the more questions you ask, that's letting that client feel the value. They need to feel it and appreciate the value because in their world, mm -hmm. they're thinking, oh, the little notary going to charge me $2 or $5. No, the little notary is not. <laughs> We're
we're charging more than that. So, you know, um, questions equal money. Be confident in your pricing. And if you feel like you're really not getting business because it's just the pricing and not, you know, anything else, see what your competitors are charging. I don't believe in calling every single notary in the phone book and say, how much do you charge? Because that's what I hear a lot now. Well, I'll just call every notary and see what they charge. Who got time for that? You need to be confident in what you're charging. Mm -hmm. Angela charges different from me. Alexis charges different from me. I charge different from them. So don't don't waste your time calling every single notary near you and asking how much they charge. Because one, they're going to figure out what you're doing. And you might not like, like what they tell you on the flip end of that. <laughs> you know, because don't nobody, <laughs> excuse me, want you calling and seeing how much they charge, right? So you kind of know what, what the market will bear. You kind of know, you know? So and let's work. Yeah, go ahead, Angela. And don't be offended if somebody doesn't use you. I mean, it's not, I have people that don't want to use me all the time, but I have more people that want to use me as a notary than people that don't want to use me. So if I get one or two calls every day and somebody don't want to use me, I'm okay with it. Because like I said, I get way more calls with people that use me every day. And if it's, like I said, if it's something where you're just not getting any calls every day, people are saying no, no, no then you might be too high. You just might be. So let's let's look at all those factors that we just talked about, okay? So let's go on to Jay. I want to just add something. And two, just remember the confidence point. Like when you answer that phone, like everything kind of just needs to flow. You need to know what you're talking about because that's key. And sometimes too, I only get, I'm only going to say this because I get a lot of notice who say I'm not willing to go to someone's house. Okay, so if you're not willing to go to someone's house, you can't charge the same price as that person would compared to somebody who's meeting up with you 10 minutes from your home. The point of mobile notary and the point of, um, especially like how I pitch to my clients, I, I am able to come to you. You don't have to leave your doorstep. Like I come to your porch if need be. So that's where a lot of my clients, they're happy to pay whatever because of that simple fact, it's very much so convenient. It's a luxury service. Who else is going to come to your home to handle any type of business? So I, I don't know if that's a factor, but I do see that a lot. A lot of people, they be, they charge the same amount I would, but they're not going to go all the way to the person's house. They're going to meet them somewhere. And to me, that's not the same thing. <laughs> I mean, I do understand gas prices are crazy. I really do understand that. But on the flip side, you want the prices to match the services. Mm -hmm. like a lot of people pay what I ask because I'm like, hey, I will come to you. You know, everything can be done right where you are. You don't have to leave. I come mm -hmm. right to you. Everything can be handled. So, and they need to feel the value. They yeah. got to feel it. Yeah. They got to feel it. If you call me, yeah, it, it evokes something in them. Like Alexis is saying, oh, you're going to come to me. I don't yeah. have to get dressed. I don't have to bring the kids. Mm -hmm. I've had people start out saying, well, I'll just come to you. And then they say, well, you know what? If you come on over here, because I got the kids, I don't feel like bringing them out. The dog is this, the cat is that. <laughs> so they have to feel it. They make them feel that yeah. they need you. And if you if you have confidence and you evoke that value of your services, they're going to appreciate it. And I just had this happen this week. I did an apostille for a lady, and that's expensive. When she came back, and finished paying me she even gave me a tip she really appreciated the service and so when you're confident and you give information and you show them the value they show you that they appreciate it yeah 
So yeah. let us know if those tips help, okay? So let's move on to Jay. Jay says, I'm in California and familiar with the law, but not familiar with a lot of different documents that are required to be notarized. Do all documents have acknowledgement and or direct wording in them? I'll let you pull your Kimmy. I know you like to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we kind of talked about that, Jay, earlier. Um, but just to reiterate, all your documents are not going to come from the state of California. All of your documents are not going to have acknowledgement wording. They are not going to have direct wording on them, right? So you need to know what to do when they don't have that on there. So, and you will never know all documents. You just won't. But if you learn how to be a good notary and what that looks like, that looks like knowing when to add an acknowledgement, when to add a direct, how to ask your client if that's needed. Um, so yeah, every document can be notarized. You're never gonna know all of them, but you just need to know how to handle them when you see them, okay? All right, and again, if you need training, oh, I'm sorry, Alexis, just reach out to us at um, notaryeducatorsllc.com. We'd be more than happy to have a conversation with you just to see where you are in your notary journal journey <laughs> where you are in your notary journey okay so just uh, reach out to us it'd be our pleasure to talk with you all right and down south notaries we confirm you can get it from the nna oh she likes to shop the business cards where you guys get your business cards vista print yeah me too me too a lot for lou yeah i used to order them by by like 100 200 but now i order them by the 1500 because I leave like two, I mean, I leave like two or three with every client mm -hmm. everywhere I go. Long signing clients, I leave my business cards, I leave them with everybody. Me too. So, Vista Print is your best bet. Mm -hmm. And Alicia Space says, Hello, ladies. Do either of you have experience with government contracts for notary work? I don't. So, no, but I'll just tell you a little bit about it. So, it's a thing. It's a thing. I'll say that say it like that in the notary world about all these government contracts and all this money you spend to get your duns and duns and something number duns and Bradstreet duns and Bradstreet. So they actually reached out to me recently and said I was approved for something or another, but I didn't follow up on that because I, I don't feel like I need that. Um, but anyway, so just be cautious, Alicia, because it's a lot of. Um, things out there to get notaries money. How about that? Mm -hmm. I put it like that to get your money. So they're dangling in front of you. Oh, sign up with this. I can get you a government contract. It ain't that many government contracts for being a notary. That's just real talk. It's not. I looked but, into it. Yeah. But if eventually you find that you want to, you know, spend a little money, just some something extra to say you have your Duns and Bradstreet number, or you have this, or you have your um, minority classification, woman on business and all that kind of stuff. Sure. If you have nothing else to do. But I really wouldn't recommend spending a lot of time and money into the government contract thing. It's a thing right now. Everybody's talking about it. So I'm not saying it's not legit, but just be cautious. Okay. All right. L. Lewis. L. Lewis says, I've had my Google page since around September, and I've only received six calls that say they found me on Google, my business. Okay. So yeah, go ahead, Alexa. No, the main thing I want people to realize with Google My Business is, um, one, that's only, to me, it's only a portion of your overall marketing for your business. Number one, if you're not going to pay for ads, which a lot of people don't want to, which I completely understand, if you're not going to pay for ads, only your local community will see you, okay? So with that being said, how many people are 
on Google looking for a notary in your area. I don't know what area you're in. I'm in kind of a, I don't say rural. It's not really rural, but I'm not in Atlanta, like the actual city. So the amount of people that might be on Google might be a little slim. Whereas me, I'm, me personally, I'm out there passing out business cards. How many people walk into a FedEx asking the person at FedEx, hey, I need something notarized. Do you all know somebody? You, you get what I'm saying? So in that case, if I left my business card, they, that's an opportunity for them to give that person my business card. So you want to get physically out there and pass out your business card, make those connections in your community, or and or you can pay for Google Ads as well to expand where you're found um, to get those Google numbers going up. Those calls, I should say. Yeah, so you want to market at nursing homes, barbershops, everywhere, because they may not need you today, but they're going to mm -hmm. know someone that needs you. And when they come in the barbershop, hey, man, you know somebody, I need a notary. He's gonna be like, Oh, this is only lady was in here. And Angela is very she's an expert with those nursing homes. So you want to add anything, Angela? Just that I, I go in there and I leave my cards. I talk to the person at the front desk. If I have to talk to an administrator, I leave my cards and I get calls. And the thing about Google too is like Alexis mentioned, when I first started my business, I used the ads. If you're really interested in investing in your business, the ads is where it is. If if you if you're thinking about getting business from Google, because once I use those ads, you know, Google puts your name to the top. And once you started that and you keep getting calls, the people calling you, the people looking at your page, that's what's going to keep you on top. So the ads are well worth the money and it's not really that expensive. Mm -hmm. Let me see. Can I get through some of these a little quicker, right? Quick, Alexis. Let's see. Let's see. So in six is better than zero. So, you yeah. know, let's, Let's, let's count our blessings, but really think about what Alexa said, getting out there in the community. So Danielle said the same thing. Her page is up and running and no calls yet. And she's on Yelp. Yeah. Just, you got to do a little bit more than just only the Google my business page. Yeah. Get out there in the community. And then um, L. Lewis says, meaning almost all of the signing companies had were the jobs were from signing companies. Yeah, and that happens. That happens. So just have a well-rounded business. Learn the apostille business. Every person should be doing that. So when you're not getting signings, you can do something else. Learn fingerprinting. Learn how to do the I-9 if you're not in California or Texas. We need to be well-rounded. And apostilles, people need those all the time. Hey, thanks, Lynette, for the shout-out. She says we're doing Lynette. good. Jesus in Texas. Let's keep it going. Um, biggest issue, understanding. Understanding what, Nia Monique? Let's drop that in there really quick, see if we can get to you. Danielle says she's looking for Magnus and a place to add notary letting to her car. She has a website and domain. Also scheduled a Zoom call with a notary here in Texas who follow, who I follow on YouTube. Oh, that's good. You're trying to do some stuff. So for your Magnus, you can check out Sinazon. It was who I like. And Vistaprint also has them, but I love the ones from Sinazon. They were like $55 for two large ones. I think they're 24 by 15, if I'm not mistaken. Hey, Henri. Let's see. L. Lewis said, I did it because I thought it was what I was supposed to do. Maybe they can remember what that was because I don't remember. So forgot about the journal signature. Oh, yeah. Get this. Get this signature. You got to get that. Found out a few days later I was wrong. Yes, because specifically. Yeah, Lewis is talking about not doing that notary job. Oh, okay. Yes. Then she says, yes, because the specifically said no second witness was needed. Yeah, I'm going to push back. You're going to have to make a business decision whether you're going to work with them or not. 
Mm-hmm. And they might make it for you if you keep saying you can't do it anyway. So, right. so see what you can do to make it happen. You know what I'm saying? If it means you take a little loss on something, it might just mean that, you know, if you want to work with them. Um, she likes to shop, says, what's the best tracking software? I like Notary um, Gadget. We all use that. If you go to notaryeducatorsllc.com and use my link, we'll get a, a little affiliate pushback from that. But I actually love them, even, <laughs> excuse me, even if they did not. Then Jinx of all trades says journals protect the notary. If they are mad, you want to record your stuff requirement and everything. That sounds shady. Yeah, we all agree with that, Jinx. Jinx yeah. of all trade. Yeah, she likes notary gadget too. L. Lewis says she likes notary gadget. Crystal's in. Um, hey, Crystal. Crystal's getting ready to do a one-on-one. She's in Georgia. Daniel said, yeah, you're correct. Texas said we must use it. Unfortunately, no other company has called me. I'm signing up with other companies as well. So again, you need to start reaching out, start learning how to do the apostille, add to your business. Everything does not revolve around loan signings. It just does not. It just doesn't. Miss Cece says the reason she had no interest in doing signing was because of the investment time and money doesn't seem to be worth it. I'm more excited about General Notary. Now we go ahead, Angela. We ain't gonna lie, Miss Cece. General Notary is where the work is. I do loan signings. But my 90% of my business is general notary work, and I love it. It's quick, yeah. it's easy, it's right there, you're done with it. So, yeah, I agree with yeah. you, Ms. CC. Yeah, I agree. But, again, I'm I'm of the, fa- of the mindset that to be well-rounded, if you want a business of all kind, go ahead and get that little extra certification. You know what I'm saying? But if you really know that's not where your heart is, don't do it. It just depends on what you want to do with your business. That's the best thing about this. It's your business. It's your business. So for me, I'm a long signing agent. I also do general notary work. I do apostilles. I do ink fingerprinting. I complete the I-9. I do everything. So it just depends on what you want to do. Um, L. Lewis says, does she mean scanning with her phone? If that scan backs are required and it's a small package, yes. So I scan back with my phone using... um, Dog, what's the name of that app, y'all? Cam Scanner. Cam Scanner is the app that we use. And then you can do that for like, you know, about 20 pages. Any more than that is going to be frustrating. Yeah. Um, Jinx says, I take pictures and I include it in attachment to send to the EOD so they have it for their own records as well. Texas requires a kept copy of certified docs. Well, if your state requires that you take a picture and you keep it, mm-hmm. your state trumps everything. If your state uh, requires that, you keep it, you keep it. Um, found in, in it. She found it, Angela. Down South Notary found the badge. Oh, good. Cynthia says that sits well with her. Do you have a transcript of the live? Oh, if we do, I don't know how to tell you how to get it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you? I don't know. I have to look into that because I really don't know um, if there's a transcript. But if there's something else you want to know about, please feel free to reach out. NotaryEducatorsLLC.com and we'll help you. Um, there's a fee, watch the Zoom, but can't commit to memory. Okay. And let's see. Natty Jean says, no, they actually pay. I just wanted to know if y'all ever experienced it. Girl, you had us go off on that 10-minute tangent. (laughs) (laughs) We gonna get you, girl, because I know you was talking about pricing before, so we thought you was having a real problem out there. Right. Girl, all that time we took about pricing, but it might be really bad for you all things, Natty Jean. Yeah, we was. We was gonna come out there to Cali and get them for you. So the Lotus Bar says, do you guys think directing your clients to an intake form is a good idea? These are questions we ask to help determine cost. Mm-hmm. So Alexis is one to jump in on that. Go ahead, Alexis. Yeah, I say no. Um, 
how do I say this? With the notary world and what we do, you want to make these, you want to make people's decisions quick, easy, filling out a questionnaire and all that. No, you want to make it quick. When they call you, kind of based off of where they're at, you can ask for their address. I mean, you can get in detail on the phone call. You can do the intake form over the phone and get everything you need and kind of price it from there. You don't really need to do a whole questionnaire because by the time you read that, figure it out, get back to them, you could have lost them as a client because they could have called somebody else. So you want everything to be one, two, three, that phone call. As soon as they call your phone, ask your questions and see the yay or nay at the end. Yeah, it works very fast yeah. in the notary space. Somebody else. And if you they do that form, if you do that questionnaire, I feel you still have to ask them the same questions when you get them <coughs> home. To be clear, you have to ask the questions. So after you do a few of them, honestly, they will start to roll in your mind. You'll remember them. It'll be just like your name is whatever. It'll roll like that. So just a few sample questions. You can feel free to check out my um, book. Start your notary business is not that complicated. I have scripts in there. I have actually the sample questions of what you need to ask, screening questions. But just a few sounds like Angela mentioned earlier. How many people are signing? How far do I have to travel? Um, is it daytime? Is it evening? Is it weekends? Is it holidays? This is stuff that you're thinking. You know, do you want to charge more for those services? So, um, yeah. So once you get the habit of asking those questions, though, it'll be second nature. And then all things Natajean again says, um, she just had one situation with a POA they didn't want to pay. And L. Lewis says, I've seen things about trying to convince the Georgia Assembly to pass Ron. It seems to me that they should be the girl. That that may or may not ever happen in Georgia. We move very slowly here. Um, Ms. MB says, I use Thumbtack to get ideal pricing in my area. They show you the average. So I've seen some prices on Thumbtack, honestly, and I see like $5, $10. I don't know how people are living off of that. Yeah. I don't know. I really don't. I don't use Thumbtack. I have seen it, though. I have to actually put in notary just to get an idea myself, and I see people offer as low as 5 bucks. So they can't call me for $5. So mm-hmm. if that's working in your area, Thumbtack, go for it. But I don't mm-hmm. use it. I would invest my money, like Alexa said, in Google My Business paying for ads. Um, because that is the most successful way. Everybody's on Google. A couple more here, guys. Um, where do you get your forms from, like affidavit, in case you need them? So we don't provide affidavits. The client would already have their own affidavit. If you're referring to the notarial wording, it would come from your state or either from the NNA. That would be your acknowledgments and your jurats. Okay. Um, let's see. Ivy Spears says, I want to sign up to be a long signing agent with Notoria, National Notary for Georgia. Three packages with a minimum BOK background and screening. So Ivy Spear, if you're going to do the minimum package with them and take your long signing class with us or someone else, that may be enough. But just the minimum and the um, background check will not be enough to be successful. It won't. So you feel free to reach out to us for um what we call an intake call or initial consultation or whatever, notary educators, LLC.com, and we'll make sure you get on the right path before you start spending a lot of money, okay? And L. Lewis says she ordered hers on Canva. Yeah, you can do business cards on Canva too. Somebody else is on Canva. Uh, let's see. You don't have to take the NNA training to pass the test. That's what somebody says. Just curious, Kimmy, how much do you pay for the amount of cards? I have... 
fancy cars and they were kind of expensive. About sixty dollars for fifteen hundred. Mm-hmm. Somebody said they got their cards off of Canva with a QR code. They love it. How much does it cost for ads? Alexis, you want to address that? You are Angela. Ads go based off of your area. Um, as far as the price you set and how many clicks you're going to get. But it's up to you. You set your monthly budget. Um, and like I said, based off your area, it will tell you how many, like the range of how many clicks, whatever your budget is, <laughs> what that will do for you. So if you do like $100 a month, you might get, it might say daily average 10 to 20 clicks. It might say something like along those lines. Um, so you set your monthly budget, then it breaks it down to a daily average, and it tells you based off that how many clicks matches up with what you're willing to pay. So I think Angela, don't you say usually about three dollars per day is good? Oh, I, it's been so long, but one thing I, I happened to look back the other day and saw what I paid for ads. I paid fifty three dollars for like a month for ads, and the thing about about Google is they only charge you for what you use. Like Alexis say, the clicks or the whatever the paper click. Yeah, paper click. They don't just charge you by the day, they charge you by the clicks. And my ad was for a long time. I think fifty-three dollars for a month was amazing because I got a lot of calls. Okay. So let's go. Oh, oh, go ahead. Mm -hmm. I was gonna say if you set it for higher, just remember to keep checking to make sure you're not spending uh, a certain amount. Because Google, I've had a couple people. Google automatically will give you options when you go through the ad. And I had people click whatever option Google gave you. And then that might equal, let's say, $200. And you personally didn't really want to spend $200. Mm-hmm. You can go in and keep track of what Google is charging you. Um, you can do it daily or every once a week, whatever you prefer. But just remember to keep track of what Google's charging you. Mm-hmm. And you can cut it off at any time. So if for like a, the um, to use a number that Angela threw out, if I spent fifty five dollars and I made five hundred that month, I think that's worth it. Yeah, because what it will put you at the top of the list. So just only one way to try it, and if it works, it works. If it doesn't, you can write it off in your taxes. Hopefully, okay. So Olga says, um, question about people bringing their own affidavits. So they can bring you whatever they want. You can still notarize it. Again, back to the illustration earlier. Um, once you know how to be a good notary, they can bring you a piece of toilet paper almost, and you can notarize it because you're going to add the notarial wording to it. So what's in the document is not our business. L. Lewis says she can make magnets. So um, maybe on this live, some kind of way you guys can hook up or whatever. She says she can make she can make magnets if someone's interested. Um, Mills Mobile said, "How would you add your picture to your business card?" Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Once I added my biz, my picture to my Google page, my cause went up fifty percent. It's mm-hmm. on my on my everything. When I added my picture to my business cards, it went up fifty percent. Any thought on that, ladies? Same for me. When I added my picture, the cause went up. People want to see who they're doing business with. They do. They do. So once you put that picture, your business will and it will increase, you know. So if it's a security reason why you don't want to do it, I'm not going to tell you to do it. But if you feel safe, real estate agents been doing it for years. Yep. People want to see who they're doing business with, um, like Angela already stated. So, Olga, don't get nervous. Just give us a call at Notary Educators. We help you get some training. Some of the nerves might be a lack of training. Mm-hmm. So just real quick about the Duns and um, Bradstreet. Um, down south, down south, down south. Notary says it's one of the oldest business in the credit bureau. 
and there is no fee for that. So there may not be a fee for that, but if someone wants you to sign up for training to learn how to get all this stuff out there, you know, just, just move a little slower. But before you start spending a lot of money with anybody, with us too, check us out. Check out what students say, anybody, before you start spending your money. Because it's a lot of money in the notary space because people want to be successful and they might pay whatever. So, you know, check out everybody. You want to vet whoever you're spending your money with, okay? Um, <laughs> uh, Jinx says she don't want to touch long signers, I think. She's certified though, but she's on notarized too, I believe. So, Danielle says she's been watching up hostile videos. Yes, keep watching them. It's like three of them. Those will help you. And it's our pleasure, guys. We're going to go ahead and start trying to wrap this up. I want to make sure I kind of at least hit everything. We're almost there. So, yeah, it looks like we're almost there. So, it's been our pleasure, guys. I will let you know. I'm so excited to let you know that the book, my ebook, that was only an ebook, Start Your Notary Business, it's not that complicated, is now available in um, printed form. So it's on Amazon in print. A lot of people have been asking for that. So it's a few pages, <clears throat> excuse me, a few pages at the back for notes. So I'm so pleased to announce that it's actually on paperback. So you can check that out. Um, also, we have our classes that for the month of March, this is a special announcement, guys, for those watching this video. So for the month of March, we won't be having any um, classes with groups. But we're offering the group price for one-on-ones because our weekends just did not work this month. So if you're interested in any training, our Notary Basic, where we teach you how to be a great notary, um, we are offering one-on-ones with myself or Angela. And then if you want to do the long signing class and you're interested in that, the Alexis or myself will be offering those. And that's only for the month of um, wrapping up in March, okay? Those might go over to the first week of April. But we plan to get our classes back on track in the month of April. So we're still available. We don't want to stop anyone from um, getting their notary journey started because of our schedules. So we're available, but it'll be more for you, one-on-one, at your convenience. Okay. I got something, Kim. Yes, please. Just to, uh, to wrap up the couple of questions. Yes, you do get a free free Google number from Google My Business. And uh, Slide Ray 22 you can go to notaryeducatorsllc.com and send us a message. And we can answer your question uh, that you have. I do see you have a, a question. Those were the only two that I think. Mm -hmm. We do recommend business cards. And we go to, it was mentioned earlier that we just go to our neighbor, uh, community neighbors, uh, businesses, and just leave our cards everywhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anything else you want to add, Alexis, before we wrap up? Yeah, the phone numbers with Google Voice. If you want a free Google number, download that Google Voice. And then also, we got a few comments with Google My Business. Um, if you all need any assistance, please reach out. You can email me. If it's something quick, I'll be more than happy to help you out. If not, then we can schedule an appointment and do some one-on-one -on -one training with Google My Business. And if you're having yeah. some problems with uh, the NNA uh, badges or membership, I suggest that you call them. They're very friendly. They usually can answer your questions and will help you out right away. All right, guys. Well, it has been our pleasure on behalf of Notary Educators. Again, I'm Kimmy with Notary Life with Kimmy, Angela from AJ Mobile Notary, and Alexis from Mobile Notary Services by Alexis. Until next time, guys. We'll see you next Monday, okay? Bye. Have a good week, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you again for listening to the Notary Life with Kimmy podcast. We would love to be a part of your notary journey. 
please visit us at notaryeducatorsllc.com for all of your notary training needs. Also, please feel free to join the Notary Life with Kimmy YouTube channel where Kimmy has over 400 videos that will help you to grow and build a successful notary business. Until the next episode, we wish you much success on your journey. Bye.